Shalom Ubracha, we are up to Yumadaf Nun Tes. Now we ended off yesterday with a question on Rabbi Akiva. So we had a machloikes. What direction the Kohen Gadol would walk around the Mizbeach Hazav to apply the blood? Now Rabbi Akiva says he's going clockwise, he's turning left. So we said, well, if he's turning left, it must be that he doesn't hold of Rami Baricheska that says that you're always supposed to go to the right. But even so, why doesn't Rabbi Akiva let us go to the right? He paskins go to the left. In the outer Mizbeach, they went to the right. So you don't want to learn from the outer Mizbeach, Beseder. But it doesn't mean that you can't go to the right. So we have a couple answers over here. We have uh, four answers, and we end up reconstructing the fourth answer. The first answer that we give is as follows. Rabbi Akiva doesn't learn from the Mizbeach HaChitzayin. Okay, even so. He should allow you to go to the right if you wanted, right? Okay, so second answer. Rabbi Akiva says that the first corner that the Kohen Gadol meets on his way out of the Kodesh Kedoshim, the first corner of the Mizbeach Hazov, that's the one where he should apply the blood. I we have a Pasuk that says, that means he has to pass by the Mizbeach before starting to put on the blood. Okay, so, but we have a Pasuk that says that I am supposed to be Ma'avir, so that's not my Mitzvah. Nevertheless, once I finish going through the corners of the Mizbeach, now that I pass by the Mizbeach, as the Pasuk tells me to, and I apply it by that corner, I should still turn left to the corner which I met up with first. To be right today, Mavir and Al-Mitzvah. That's why, turn to the left, where that first encounter with the Mizbeach was. The third answer is as follows. The Machlaikas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yisaglili is based on the Machlaikas of how the Kohen Gadol went around the Mizbeach Azov when putting on the blood. Everyone agrees that you're supposed to turn to the right when you're walking the same way in the Mizbeach HaChitzayin. You would turn to the right wherever they were walking. But there is a Shita that holds that the Kohen Gadol wouldn't actually walk around the Mizbeach Hazav. It was one Amma by one Amma and he was able to apply the blood on all four corners while standing in one spot. He would just move his hand around the Mizbeach Hazav. So according to Akiva, you don't need to go to the right because you're not walking. You're just moving your hand. Now the fourth answer, which we're going to have a problem with, is that everyone says you're standing in one spot and just moving your hand around to apply the blood. And the question only is whether we are going to compare Yad to Regal. Just like if we're walking, you go around to the right. Maybe when you're using your hand, you should also go around towards the right. The only issue is that we can't say that Rabbi Yisaglili holds that the Kohen Gadol would stand in one spot and use his hand to go around the Mizbeach. Because the Seifa of our Mishnah says that Revelyezer shows up and says that no, the Kohen Gadol stands in one spot. Which seems to tell us that everyone up until Revelyezer held that the Kohen Gadol actually walked around, including Rabbi Yisaglili. So that slugs up that fourth answer. It can't be that Rabbi Yisaglili also agrees that he stands in one spot and moves around and we're only trying to figure out learning out to regal. That can't be. Rabbi Yisaglili also holds the Kohen Gadol would walk. The fifth answer is that, yes, of course we compare the inner Mizbech to the outer Mizbech. The only issue is like this. On the outer Mizbech, the Kohen Gadol would walk around and turn towards the right when he was going from corner to corner because the Mizbech outside was huge. The Mizbech HaPnimi was the size of one corner of the Mizbech HaChitzayin. It was one ama by one ama. 
when the Kohen Gadol outside was applying blood to the single corner itself, he wouldn't walk around it. That he would just use his hand. So to inside, on the Mezbech HaPnimi, the Kohen Gadol would just use his hand. Rabbi Yisagalili would say no. The same way outside he would walk around the Mizbeach as a whole, so to inside, when he was walking around the Mizbeach as a whole, he would do it with his feet, not just stand in one spot and use his hand to surround it. Rabbi Shmuel says that there were actually two Kehanim Gedolim who were in the Beis HaMikdash, and they were able to give a uh, you know, hands-on testimony whether they walked around with their feet or went, went around the Mizbeach with their hands. The problem was that they each gave uh, different testimony. One said hands, one said feet. The one that said that he walked around the Mizbech he said, well, that's how you would walk around the Mizbech HaChitzayin. And the one that said that he used his hand to go around it said, well, yes, that's what you would do in the Mizbech HaChitzayin on a single corner. So that was a riot to our fifth explanation for our Mechleikas. Next, the Gemara says that our Mishnah that says uh, that the Kohen Gadol would stand in one spot and circle the Mizbech HaPanimi with his hand is Rabbi Yehuda. And there's a Beferish Abraisa that says... The Rabbi Yehuda is the one that holds that while on the side that the Kohen Gadol is standing, he sprinkles the blood going up to down to make sure that his clothing doesn't get dirty. On the three further sides away from the Kohen Gadol, there he would go, he would smear the blood down up because over there there was no concern that his clothing would get dirty. That's how Rabbi Yehuda learned Rabbi Yehuda in that brisa. That must be the same Tana in our Mishnah. Next, our Mishnah said that the Kohen Gadol would sprinkle blood after sprinkling on the corners on the Tiharoi of the Mizbech. So what is this Tiharoi? Rabbi Barav Shila says, this means halfway up the height of the Mizbech. And this is the way people speak, that uh, the halfway through the day, when the sun is halfway down, it's called a Tihara. Okay? The problem is that that doesn't fit in with a uh, Brisa that tells us that when He's sprinkling the blood. He's supposed to clear away the, the dirt, the ashes, and the coals to find a spot. Now, you don't have ashes and coals on the side of the Mizbeach, halfway up. So, uh, rather, Rabbi Rav changes his shot and he says that he would clear off some of the contents of the top of the Mizbeach and clear away a tahar spot, a clear spot, to sprinkle the blood. Now, Abraissa brings a as that uh, d- argues what side of the top of the Mizbech Hazav would the Kayan sprinkle the blood. And the Machlekes is based on which side of the curtain of the Parechas was open. But everyone agrees that wherever you s- the Kayan Gadol would stop sprinkling the blood on the corner, that was it was, on, it was on that side that he would sprinkle on the top. Why? The Pasuk says, which teaches us that in the place where he was Makadash, that's where he should do the Tahara. Kitshu means on the corners, and Tiara is the sprinkles on the top. Now, the leftover blood he would bring outside to the Mizbech HaChitzayin and pour that on the western side of the Mizbech. Because the Pasuk says, And when he came out of the Hechol, that was the first side that he encountered of the Mizbech HaChitzayin. Now, whatever blood was left from the carbonus that were brought outside was poured, was poured onto the southern base of the Mizbech HaChitzayin. And the Gemara asks, who says that you say to Mizbech? When the Pesach says, pour it onto the base, it means the southern side. 
maybe you should also pour it onto the western side with the blood from that was just poured out of the Hechel. Well, the Gemara says, the say, we shall learn out coming down from the Mizbeach, from coming out of the Hechel. The same way, when the Kohen exited the Hechel, the first encounter was where he placed that blood on that base of the Mizbeach. So too, when he came down the ramp of the Mizbeach, he came down on the southern side. So he put it on the southern base. We actually have a Brisa that says, Rabbi Yishmael held that both bloods were put on the Western base, and Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai says they were both placed on the southern base. Now, we can make sense of Rabbi Shmuel Shita, put them both on the west, because we don't know where to put the outer bloods, so put it wherever we put the inner bloods. The blood that came out of the Hechol went onto the western base, so put the rest of the blood there. But where did Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai get his Shita from? Everything goes to the south? Ravashi explains that Rav Shimon holds that the entire Mizbeach was pushed up towards the north. So when he left the Hechal, he actually first encountered the southern base. That was the first encounter from the outer bloods and the inner bloods. Abraisa says that Rav Shmuel ended up siding with Rav Shimon ben Yechai that all the blood was placed on the southern base of the Mizbeach. And the simon is Gavri Ligavro. Rav Shimon pulled in Rav Shmuel into his side of the Machlaikas. Now all the blood went out into the drainage system, into the Amma, and went out into the Nachal Kidroin, and was sold to the farmers for fertilizer, but make sure not to use it without buying it, because that would be Me'ilah. Rabbi Meir holds in a uh, in Brisa that there is Me'ilah with blood. If Shimon and the Chachamim says there's not, but everyone agrees that there's no Me'ilah Midar Raisa on the blood. Now, where do we get that from? Who says there's no me'ila on the blood? There are three ways of learning this. Ula says we learn from the Pasuk of Lachem. The blood is Lachem, not Kudshim. The Be'er of Yashimin learns from Lechaper, which teaches me that the blood is for Kapara and not for me'ila. Rabbi Yechanan says from the Pasuk, Hu lefonai Kapara, kila'acher Kapara. The Pasuk says, That means that the same status that the blood has after the kapara has been done, where there's no me'ila, iser on it, so too even before the kapara is done, there's no me'ila. The Gemara says, well, who says these, that you're learning from after to before? Maybe you should learn from before to after, that there is me'ila even after the kapara. And here the Gemara says, you can't say that after the kapara was done, now there is me'ila, because we have a rule, that nothing that the mitzvah has been done on can now be me'ilah. Once there's a mitzvah performed with it, it is no longer me'ilah. It's no longer kodshe Hashem. And we're going to challenge this tomorrow. But for now, thank you for learning with me. And have a wonderful day.